Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 143. Now, listen up. This is going to be a little bit of help, a little bit of tough love. So I want to caution you against signing up for an ultra until you've done these two things that we're going to talk about in this episode. Because if you skip these, your training will be fucked from the start. (laughs) You never know when I'm going to throw in a random F-bomb, but I'm serious here, okay? This is a step that so many people skip, these two things. They skip them all the time, and then they wonder on the back end of their training when they don't get the results that they want, why, why, why? And it's not even necessarily because they didn't do the right training. It's because they didn't create the right foundation. So first, I want to remind you guys that if you're like, out driving or listening to this on a run, come back to this, listen all the way through and then come back and do the things that I'm talking about. Don't just listen to this and be like, yeah, Megan, that's great. Sounds good. Whatevs. Like, no, I'm being very serious. (laughs) Okay. Despite the laughter, despite the F-bombs, the silliness, right? I'm being very serious here. This is the foundational stuff that you can't skip. So from the very start, the first thing you need to do is pull out your calendar and decide when you're going to do your training on the macro level, like for the whole year, like when are you going to race? Is that the best time given your family or your work commitments? Okay. Sometimes people just pick these races and they're like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I've got tons of shit going on, but we're just going to race now. Anyway, it's like, okay, that's a red flag. Right. And then on a micro level for the month, the week and the day to day, All right. What days am I available to train? What days am I not available to train? How does that factor into the bigger picture? When will I need to do my long runs? Is that Saturday, Sunday? Is it Sunday, Monday? Like maybe you, some of you guys work different schedules, different shifts. You're going to have to actually think forwards on how you're going to get this done. Who do I need to ask for help in order to get my training in? Maybe you need to recruit, um, a spouse, a sibling, a friend, maybe you need to trade favors with your mom or dad friends to watch kids. Like that's just part of this process. Okay. Macro level and micro level. All right. Pay attention and do this kind of planning, pull out your calendar, whether that's digital or analog and really have a look at it. Like when are you traveling? When do you have vacation? Right. If you just close your eyes and throw a dart at the calendar and pick a random race date. And you, then you open your eyes and you're like, oh, wow, that's right in the middle of my busy season for work. Or like, that's just not a smart move, especially if it's your first 50 K like set yourself up for success from the beginning, map it out. Don't just wing it because you know how much of a fan I am of winging it. Right? So that's the first thing. These are all valuable questions to ask yourself, right? When, where, how, why? Because if you don't consciously make these decisions ahead of time, they're going to be made for you. And I can all but guarantee that you won't like how they shake out. All right. So that's the first thing. Can we all just agree (laughs) that you're going to do that? (laughs) Please, 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 please. Even if you have already started your training, I want to just throw this in there. Even if you're a month or two into your training, you can still take the power back, so to speak, and set yourself up for success by 
going back and looking at your calendar. And arguably right now would be a good time as you just start to get in it because you can start to see and figure out what's working and what's not. All right. The ultra runners that are the most successful in their training, in their racing, they're the ones that own all facets of their training. Every last one. All right. They don't suffer from excusitis, meaning they always have an excuse for why something didn't get done and none of it is their fault, right? Like they don't play that game. They look at all the facets. They look at all the different components. They get really involved in everything from the scheduling to the running, to the gear, to the mindset, to all the things. And they take as much ownership of every single thing as possible because the more you own and control, the more you own and control the result. If you just sit back and throw your hands up, then I guarantee you, you're not going to like the result that you get because you're just winging it and you're flying by the seat of your pants. Okay. So that's the first one. Really look at your training, the calendar, the 20 weeks, if not more, and map out, physically block out time and map out how you're going to get it done. Let's move on to the second thing. The second thing that you need to do before you even think about starting to train for your ultra is that you need to set a big, scary goal for your race. And I just want to say, just finishing, setting the goal to just simply step across the finish line, that doesn't count. That's a, that's, that's a automatic, right? We don't, we don't actively sign up for races not to finish them. Like that's not how we roll. (laughs) Okay. Like if it, if it happens that you don't finish, that's one thing. That's a completely different conversation, but we don't want to set ourselves up for that at the very beginning. Right. And I know what you're thinking. If you've never done this distance before, how can you know what goal you should set? Just finishing seems hard enough. Look, I, I can get down with that because that's how I used to think, but coming from this side of things, I want to show you that your logic and your thinking is flawed here because when you set your goal, quote unquote, just to finish, it gives you zero wiggle room. You can only go down from there. Okay. And like, you might be thinking, oh, I could just like adjust up. Like, no, we want to, we want to set a big, scary goal, just finishing. It's not going to motivate you and give you that sense of strategic urgency that I've talked about in previous episodes. It's not going to light a fire under your ass to get out there and train. It's just not because let's be real. You want your training to be tougher than your race. Now, some of you are going to hear that and be like, oh, this is, this is Megan telling me to go out and grind on myself every single day. No, what I'm saying is it needs to be hard enough to produce a physical adaptation and incremental improvement so that when you get to race day, you're like, done, I've got this. I know that I've got this because I've put in the work during my training. And if you set the goal just to finish I mean, I don't know about you, but even just saying the words just finish is like, like, I don't get excited about that. I don't get motivated. That's not going to haul my ass out of bed at five in the morning when I need to get up or it's going to keep me up late or it's going to force me to, you know, do my mobility when I really don't feel like it or I don't want to. It's just, it's just not, it's not enough. Okay. So I'm being tough on you here because I've made these mistakes. I've 
openly made many of these mistakes and had shared them on the podcast before. And I've also watched many other runners make these same mistakes. So I'm being hard on you, but I'm also trying to save you the pain and disappointment that I know come next when you don't do these things. All right. In my opinion, if, if we sort of fast forward and we play this out, in my opinion, the worst thing that could happen is this scenario. Tell me if you've heard this, seen this, had this happen to you, right? So you don't take my advice. You sign up for a race. You don't bother to sit down and consciously plan out your training. You just dive right in. You also don't set a big, scary goal. You, as a consequence, show up sporadically to your training because you're constantly trying to cram it into the tiny open spaces on your calendar that randomly pop up. You're running around like a chicken with your head cut off because you don't fully have a handle on anything. You end up stressed out about everything because you're not in control, right? You get more and more anxious as race day approaches. You consider dropping out because you know you've not done your best. And but then you reconsider because you've just set the bar so low just to finish that you decide to do the race despite knowing that it's going to hurt like hell because you're not in the right physical conditioning. And you're anxious at the start when you show up and you're actively looking for a reason to bail. Like you're in the starting chute and you're like, how do I get out? (laughs) The gun goes off. You go out way too fast. You forget your entire race strategy. You forget to follow through with a nutrition plan, even if, even if you have one, right? You start doubting yourself as you continue to run because you know, you know, you didn't do all of the work and you end up in a downward thought spiral that you spend the whole race trying to claw your way out of, or that you succumb to entirely. And then Either you finish by the skin of your teeth and vow, I'll never do another ultra again, or you DNF. Let me be really clear. I've done this. This is actually something I did. This isn't like I made this shit up. Like this is actually me. I did that. All right. And all of this can be avoided if you start by taking these two tips and following through on them. Now, This isn't a one and done exercise. Like you can't just sit down on Saturday and like bang this out and then, you know, walk away from it and never think about it again. You need to keep tabs on your schedule and your training throughout the 20-ish weeks so that you're optimizing your time. And at the same time, you need to keep tabs on your goals and adjust them up. We never adjust down. Adjust them up as you progress in your training. Because look, once you've set a goal, that's the threshold. We never adjust down, all right? Because we just don't. (laughs) We just don't. It's just not a good way to go. Because if you do it once, then you'll do it again and again and again. It's a slippery slope backwards. We never want to adjust down. Now, some of you will take that to mean set the bar low. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, go and sit in a quiet room somewhere and think about what you want to achieve for this race. I see so many people and I've done this. I've made this mistake. I see so many people that are like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like so laissez-faire. I'm going to do, excuse me, I'm going to do this race. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to do like, maybe I'll finish. Maybe I won't. I don't know. And I don't know if it's like they're trying to come off as being so nonchalant, cool, like, 
I know what I'm doing inside. They're like screaming, right? But so many people do this. And I want you guys to take ownership over this because when you engage with the process, you get more out of it. All right. So do the math, find out what your, what your pace will need to be, what you'll have to sustain in order to meet whatever time cutoffs exist. All right. And this is especially important if your excuse for just finishing is that you're nervous about a time cutoff. And I'm not downplaying that because it's a real thing, but I know that you guys are more capable than you think you are. And if you just did a little bit of the math, like if you leaned into it a little bit, you'd be able to see truly what you're capable of and figure it out so that it wasn't a stressor for you. All right, do the math. And then you have to factor in things like pit stops, aid stations, changing shoes, or whatever you might need to do, elevation change, and then come up with a goal, write it down. Make it public. Put it someplace where people can see it. Tell your BFF. Tell me. Post it on social media, right? Like come up with a goal and hold the line. Like make that your threshold, all right? And I just want to also say, if it doesn't make you excited and scared, maybe a little bit terrified, then you're not there yet. <laughs> you haven't found you haven't found a big enough goal, all right? I've talked about this a lot and I will continue to hammer home on this. Don't set the bar too low. Like if it doesn't both excite you, get you pumped up, terrify you and get you to feel that that sense of strategic urgency, you're not there yet. Go back to the drawing board, revisit that goal, figure out how to make it to dial it up, to to, to make it a little bit harder. All right. Lean into the scary stuff. I was just having a conversation in the run your first 50 K Facebook group with um, a, a new member in there because I did a little, I did a little rant on this, uh, the other day. And this person wrote in and was like, yeah, I feel this hard because my goal currently is just to finish a 50 K. I've never done this distance before. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. So I just want to finish. And I was like, no, <laughs> we do not do that. You've got to be bigger, set a bigger goal, right? Because when you lean into the scary stuff and set big, terrifying, scary goals, that's where you're going to see the most, most growth personally, physically, mentally, emotionally, and all of that is necessary in order to run an ultra, right? We've talked about how what got you to where you are now isn't going to take you to where you want to go. And this is part of the process. All right. So now that we're all on the same page, your mission for this weekend is to do these two things. Pull out your calendar, map out your training, and then set a big scary goal for your upcoming race. All right. If you're in the run your first 50k Facebook group, make sure you post your goals over there because I'm going to be going through and helping you to refine them. And I'm not going to (laughs) lie, potentially making them more scary if necessary. All right. Because again, you guys, you're so much more capable than you think you are. And you're, you're by default, your brain is going to want to set the goal low to keep you safe right? That's what our brains want to do. They want to keep us safe in the cave. Don't go outside where it's scary. Stay in this dark, damp cave (laughs) where you can control your environment. The second you step outside the cave, all hell breaks loose. But that's where you need to be in order to keep moving forwards, all right? 
If you're not already in that Facebook group, come join us. Now, just as a reminder, the Facebook group is exclusively for women because as you guys may or may not know, my goal is to help 10,000 women run their first 50K. So if that's you, this is a really great place for you to be, not only for the community because there are tons and tons. We're almost up to 400 members now. Um, There's tons of women in there that are biting, clawing, excitedly working their way towards running their first 50k. But also the information that we exchange that I share that other members exchange the exchange the support, the encouragement, all of it is just epic. We're having so much fun over there. So if you are ready to jump in and you want to join just search run your first 50k under groups in Facebook. And that's where you will find us. You'll need to request to join. You're just going to answer a couple quick questions so that we know how to help you and you're in. All right. One more thing before you go, there is one week, seven days left for you to apply for the run your first 50 K accelerated group coaching program separate from the Facebook group. All right. Applications close on Friday, the 17th. So on St. Patrick's day, (laughs) and this is a program for women between the ages of 35 to 55 that are at least 20 weeks out from their first 50 K. All right. And this program is for you. If you feel lost, confused, overwhelmed about what training you need to do to not just finish, but to crush your first 50 K. This program is also for you if you like to follow a plan and have everything mapped out so that all you have to do is open your app or your spreadsheet and do what it says. It's for you if you want to get stronger and improve your mobility so that you can run more and hurt less. If you want to expand your network of ultra running friends, this is the place that you want to be. All right. This accelerated program is only open four times a year and only via application. You can't just openly sign up for it. Spots are filled on a first come first serve basis to the runners that are best suited for the program. And the way that you know that is by just filling out the form and I'm going to read through it and respond to you with a couple questions to just see where you're at. All right. It's also a good way for me to help to cultivate a a like-minded group of women, which is what we strive for every single time. And once you're in, you're going to get six weeks of live group coaching on Monday and Wednesday nights from 630 to 730 Eastern time. And then you'll also get access to the extensive run your first 50 K membership site. And that's where all the information, all the training info lives. And you'll have access to that for a full year. All right. So you can keep going back and keep refreshing your memory on all of these different topics. On top of that, on top of the six weeks and the access to the membership, you're also going to be able to access the live group coaching calls for the rest of the year. So if you sign up, if you get into this March group, you'll get calls in July and October so that you can continue to come and ask questions, make more ultra running friends and keep getting coaching and progressing through your training. All right. Your investment for all of that is only $5.99. And this is the same program that you've heard a ton of my guests talk about here on the podcast. Everybody from Sarah to Dana to Alicia to Judy and Lindsay and Shannon and so many more that you guys haven't even heard from yet. Okay. Now, I want to just tell you guys, there is no magic pill in this program. 
All right, there is no magic pill to ultra running in general, but I just want to be very clear. You're going to have to do the work, but I have laid it all out for you in a very clear step-by-step plan. So all you have to do is show up and do the work. Okay, literally. I can't make it any easier than that. And if you do that, I promise you will finish your 50K. And I believe in everything that I'm sharing here and everything that I share in the membership and in the live coaching, so much so that I will 100% refund your money if you go through the program, do all of the work, show me your work, and if you don't finish your race, right? So if you go through the program and you show all your work, you do everything and you don't finish, I'll refund you your money. Okay. That's how serious I am about everything that we do inside run your first 50 K. So ladies, one week left to apply for this round. If you've got an August, September, October race, this is the round that you want to get in on because the next one in July, it will be too late. You won't have the right number of weeks. You won't have 20 weeks leading up to your race. All right. So just go to runyourfirst50k.com to apply. I'm looking forward to training with you guys. That's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon.